0: No escape from reality. I enjoyed the show. I also I write songs. Uh, lead singer, just quit. And then you'll need someone new love the way you move on stage. The whole room belongs to you. Don't you see what you could be? No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. Very, very thing. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing Bohemian Rhapsody 2018, directed by Brian Singer and a Another guy that took over Brian Singer's spot because apparently he kept disappearing on on set. A um, couple things up front I want to say is I know there's a couple allega- allegations against uh, Brian Singer, and I am just I'm appalled by what has come out, and I am extremely disapproving of it. With saying that, um, I don't think he should work in the business after this movie not because of the movie quality but just because of the uh allegations he's been signed on to the red sonya movie so i've really got conflicting feelings about having um, brian singer on this uh, on this movie but with saying that there's hundreds and hundreds of other people that are involved in this um venture that i don't want to give short shrift to one of them being one of my favorites lead mr robot rami malik i i always thought rami malik was a leading man ever since the beginning of mr robot i hadn't really seen him in anything in anything before then with the exception of the need for speed and he wasn't uh given anything to do in that so um th- mr robot Really set the stage for Rami Malik to play someone with character, someone with uh, uh, feeling. Because we've seen Rami, if you've seen Mr. Robot, how crazy um, that performance can be in some cases, how reserved and how um, bombastic it can be sometimes. So to see Rami stretch his bounds into the Bohemian Rhapsody movie uh, playing Freddie Mercury is something i was extremely interested to see because i know the guy's hella talented i mean I, I know it's not just sam Esmell and mr robot that's making it good but i i know that rami has um has chops now going into this i had seen one or two trailers i'd seen the the poster it's completely purple and it has rami's face on it, it as freddie mercury rami as freddie mercury and uh Yeah, I think the marketing and the trailers know what they're doing. Now, (laughs) we're saying that does everyone else. So, let me give a little bit of synopsis, some updates on what's going on with uh, the podcast, just to keep you updated. We have uh, loads of podcasts coming out every Tuesday, Thursday. We have new ones coming, dropping. uh, Recently, it was Halloween, and so we... Had a lot of spooktacular kind of uh, podcasts we were dropping. The Haunted of Hill House Season 1. We have um, Halloween 2018. Halloween 78. Um, Titans. The new DC Titans show. Bad Times at El Royale. Scott Pilgrim versus The World is coming up. We have loads of podcasts coming up. And stay tuned. So, to the synopsis of Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody at two hours and fifteen minutes, fourteen minutes, uh, is a loose biography drama musical um, that is a a chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at the Live Aid nineteen eighty five concert, and it says a chronicle of years, but it's more like a collection of scenes. Because to be honest. From the non-spoiler point of view, this is an extremely summarized uh, venture, so to say. When it comes to tackling this, uh, this the the band Queen, there's so much detail and so much plot convenience that is well. There's detail in the real story that's left out, and it's it's flipped over and it's swapped out for plot convenience which is to say how convenient how fast he's meeting people how how easy it is for him to become engrossed in the music industry is there is there uh a central uh through line of theme like did it in my opinion i don't think there was i i really don't think there was i it felt like this is from the, the same writers. Uh, this is Anthony McCartan and Peter Morgan. Um, Anthony McCartan has worked on movies such as. Let me see. Anthony McCartan has worked on movies such as The Theory of Everything. Um, last year's best one of the best picture winner, The Darkest Hour, and he's one of the writers of Show Hands. Um, I'm not too familiar with the majority of his work. I would say that this kind of falls into that uh, kind of more indie indie side. Peter Morgan is also a writer on this as well. He's uh, well known for be, uh, being a creator on The Crown. He is a writer on The Last King of Scotland, Frost Nixon, The Queen, uh, and Rush, which was another movie that really reminded me of this movie in the formulaic sense. Um, As in the the rise and falls of uh, a famous superstar, whether they're in sports, whether they're in music, whether they're in um, this, that, or the other. There's only so many ways this story can be told. And these writers, Peter Morgan, Anthony, McCartan, um, are kind of, in my opinion, they're falling into those traps. And plagued with a little bit of bad editing at the same time. I just, in, in direction that was kind of obscure, I just didn't think this movie lived up to what it should have been. Um, Rami Malik is got quite a performance he has to put on in my opinion it's it's what i would say rami malik's performances is is the interpretation of a straight it's not rami's fault either this is the directors and this is the people behind who told him what to do because he's playing great but he's playing almost like a caricature of freddie mercury in my opinion and and what i've heard is freddie mercury from not being a queen uh a big Queen fan myself, just knowing a few of the songs from listening, even on the movie, uh, I found a lot more songs on there, I was like, oh, I didn't know this was all Queen, Um, but I, I had heard that Freddie Mercury is not actually as outgoing as Rami portrays him, and now that's not necessarily his fault. I mean, it's it, the majority of the movies, like over here, like, darling, you don't know anything, darling. You gotta pump up the bass, darling. You know, he's um, he is hamming it up in a lot of it, and it's not necessarily his fault. I mean, let me let me say when when it's not his fault, it's just like he's just giving so much. You know, it's uh, where did this come from? Why is he acting so flamboyant with? Um, what feels like no underbelly. I feel like we not, we're not getting the the, the the substance to why he's acting like any of this. Um, and he kind of just rolls off the screen like, okay, I'm a I'm a superstar like he just comes on on the screen and I'm a superstar. And in my opinion, there's no rise and fall in the story that make this feel like, uh, I guess uh, dramatic biography because there don't seem to be any falls in my opinion so with was saying that this doesn't feel like R- rami's fault like like um, costuming and um, the hair and the the teeth he had to wear i mean it literally looked like they swapped out the teeth throughout the entire movie. I I had heard a couple podcasts say that the teeth were a lot to get used to. And at the beginning, they were a lot to get used to. And I kept looking at it. And I swear, each scene, they would they would change the, the teeth that were in his mouth. And so there's one scene at the very beginning, you can tell they just had a massive set of chompers in there. And he is just struggling to hold it all in. And you can tell because his his lips barely touch at the beginning. And so like, he, he's always walking around with his mouth open because he's got a big set of chompers in. So, um, keep an eye on that if you are checking it out. I mean, it's uh, it, it was noticeable at first. And then it just kind of seamlessly blends in once the movie gets going. But it's honestly because I swear that they just have smaller teeth in there uh, on, on his chompers. Uh, 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 and his, has smaller fake teeth. So, I was just like so thrown off at that at first so um yeah that's gonna throw some people off this might be a movie for queen fans because i i not being a hardcore queen fan um i you know i apologize for not having a hardcore queen fan on here i'll see if i can find uh someone i can attach their their snippet or clip it of what they think about the movie maybe i can read some tweets at the end um sorry we're getting a little bit of interference let me see if this switch um yeah i i honestly blame brian singer for this this seems like a brian singer fuck up to me it uh it lacks direction and it has such a a generic formulaic plot that it almost seems like it just skims off the top of off of most of it and um it it there You're introduced to Rami with his family in, like, essentially, like, two scenes. And honestly... No, Freddy, sorry. I said Rami. Uh, You're introduced to Freddy within the first two scenes. And it's... uh, It's difficult to talk, not in a spoiler section. But let me tell you, if you're thinking about going to see this, I would say... Undoubtedly... If you're a Queen fan, I think you're going to have a good time. Because I haven't seen anything on this size or scale. But this is not true to the to this real story. I mean, evidently, over half of this movie is kind of just made up on a whim. Or they took massive liberties to say that this or that happened. And so, so for spoilers... Um, i'm gonna i'll talk about that in a second but uh anything else non-spoiler section let me I, i gotta say this was really disappointing in my opinion um the the marketing got you so hyped to see a concert movie and there are decent there's decent sections of them playing music that look pretty good i'd say that it was shot competently and Honestly, the very end did look like they were at a big CGI um, concert, which kind of annoyed me. Um, Not that diverse, but I guess that's kind of how things were back then at these concerts. I don't know. I don't know if this was a predominantly Caucasian audience at this. But, um, yeah, I... mm, it, It just felt like it became generic in a way that became predictable and in a way that i didn't care what was going to happen because i knew it was going to happen and there's movies that that you know what's going to happen and you know how they end and they still have these rise and falls that you you give a shit about and they get they have characters that you're attached to and i just didn't attach to uh he has a there's a love story between him and his wife and there is a love story between him and um, most most people know that Freddie Mercury. Spoiler alert for anyone that doesn't know what happened to spoil uh, the the to Freddie Freddie Mercury. Fast forward thirty seconds, but he he's uh I'll give you two seconds to spoil to go forward. Okay, so um yeah, it, he he's died he died of AIDS, and so if you don't know the, uh, if you don't know the know the history behind, um behind him then. I guess it could be different. But, I mean, it is just so casually... It, it seems so cavalier. Oh, well, I got AIDS. All I want to do is play music. Oh, I'm having a great time. It. Just, there's no... Um, pathos? Is that what it is? Like, emotion? Like, like, I just... Never really felt like I cared about Freddie Mercury. I mean, there... I'm starting to get in the spoiler. Um, I'll I'll start to... Let's hop in the spoiler section. Let me say, if you're going to see it, I'd rent it. I don't even think it's worth... uh, It's not worth the theatrical view. So, um, spoilers for Bohemian Rhapsody. For the fake-ass movie that it is. Um, So, yeah. they First of all, he meets his future wife and the band in the movie all in one night and he joins the band just because their lead singer drops out all because he says i'll join it it's extremely plot convenient and it's not written to uh, uh a, it's not written well enough that you would really give a shit it feels honestly rushed in my opinion um <laughs> rush um but I, I i kept comparing it to other autobiographies autobiography, other, uh, biographical, um, um, movies. So, um, movies like Rush, that was based on a true story. Movies like, uh, The Blind Side's a bad, a bad, a bad example, but, um, they kind of, they kind of made that, they, it's not a great, not a great example. Let me do Rush again, but, um, they they make a give a shit about both sides of uh, the characters that are competing and there we kind of, if you knew the history you know how it's going to end so um what makes it interesting is the dynamic between the characters not the creation of songs not the creation of how it it, it was almost like the solo effect of how did you na- how did he get the name Han Solo oh well let me tell you and so it was like, well, they were like, how did Freddie Mercury, um, start to do the thing with the broken mic Mike thing? You know, oh, it's cause at one time he had a broken mic. It's, 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 it's so convenient when it comes to that. And it's, it feels like it's spoon feeding the audience just to, to dumb it down. I don't, I don't even know. Just, um, there's, <laughs> um, let me see, let me see, let me see. There's a cameo, um, I would say he does a pretty good job, but he's of a fictional character. It's Mike Myers playing a record label guy that doesn't believe in, um, doesn't believe in uh, Queen. The, the the thing about, well, let me go through the cast real quick. I, his girlfriend, I thought she did okay. She, she, it, it's not really her fault what, what, what happened with her. It's, uh, I'd say it's the writing It was this Mary Austin his uh, I think this was his wife at one point who play, who was played by Lucy Boynton Boynton. Um, I thought she did an, you know, an okay job. Um, Brian May, the, 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 the lead bass and sorry, Brian May played by Gilliam Lee. He did a very good job um i honestly i think i said lead based i'm on i'm not sure which which guitar which well, i don't i'm not i'm not sure who was on who who was on what um ben ben hardy plays roger taylor and uh joseph Mazzello plays john Deacon, Deacon. and uh yeah i i think the band did a pretty good job i mean it, it's it's nothing too special i uh, they just, they're always like, come on, Freddie, you know, you, you're always fucking late. It, 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 there's a lot of the band reacting to Freddie just fucking up and sort of kind of just, Freddie's doing his own flamboyant thing and the rest of the band's like, I don't know if we should be doing that. I don't know if it's cool, Freddie. And Freddie's the one that's like, oh, we got to do it. We got to be rebels. And uh, Aiden Gillian from Game of Thrones is in this. He's creeping it up as a man, uh, music manager. You, you just got to Expect that. Um, Mike Myers, I think I told you he plays the uh, record label guy. Yeah, he. Um, he, he it was Mike Myers. I, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> He's. Uh, it, it looked like Mike Myers slapped on some makeup all in the same day. I'm not. I don't even know. Um, Tim Hutton was uh, the. I believe Tim Hutton was, uh, the Freddie Mercury's friend, quote-unquote friend. Um, that was, an, I, I thought that was a, a genuine, a genuine connection and relationship that worked in this movie. I thought the relationship and, uh, just the dynamic between Rami and, uh, Aaron, uh, Musker, I, I, I thought it worked. It, uh... It was the only time I was ever really engaged to give a shit in the movie and at the very end it's like you know this there it's the mom and the dad and the the sister they're all like who is your friend and of course it has to be his uh, ha- hammy if uh freddy grabs grabs uh jim's hand just right in front of his folks and he just slowly says this is his friend um why not why was this not said over the phone why was this not, it, it, I don't in my opinion there's no transition from Rami being a straight man to finding out he's a gay man he's just always 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 a bisexual man and there doesn't seem to be some sort of through line that we feel like we've really accomplished something except for maybe telling dad off at the very beginning and Saying you know I'm gonna do me at the very end whether you like it or not and you know of course the dad has to be approving because that's how these things go and uh, yeah I, uh, it it's got problems let's let's just say that it's got problems um, I really hope Rami gets another uh, dramatic role to to wipe this clean wipe this off of him because it's uh it doesn't feel like it's the actor's fault in my opinion what what happened here it just feels like a collection of bad ingredients just happened to happen and it's weird that they they marketed it so well but they fucked up the movie so good at the same time so in, in a bad way you know <laughs> like um yeah I had a lot of feelings going through it and the fact that they show the the band going through these trials and tribulations and him uh leaving the band and then deciding to come back for the one last concert kind of thing and telling them when they had AIDS, and when they broke up and when when all this happened like evidently this was all rewrote in the movie and it's not written um it's not true to the fact and so the fact it feels like it's not true to the fact really is a slap in the face to what I would say is the actual fans. that want to go see this and want to see their their favorite band represented. Um, I'm curious what the band thought about this. I know that they had to have some sort of uh, they had to have some sort of final say into what happened. So they never really go into the bad details too much. I mean, they go into some cheating here and there, but they don't really. Uh, go into like the bad drug habits and stuff of the in the in the crazy life i mean this is a pg-13 movie so it 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 only gets so crazy in a movie like uh rush you at least hear some you know bad language and you see people naked i guess if that counts for anything but um i don't think either one of those would have saved this movie um it it just needs a new script is what i hear um, Sasha Baron Cohen Conan almost uh, took this, and uh, there's a Cohen, Sasha Baron Cohen. I think it's Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was a, a mess, to be honest. And one of the worst sins that it committed, in my opinion, was it's 15 minutes too long. That I mean, there's a 10 minute concert scene at the end, at least 10 minute, and it's all CGI, so you don't actually feel like you it doesn't feel real um i hear a star is born does a great job making you feel like you're at a concert and this does the exact opposite considering a star is born was i think it was shot at a, at a real uh festival and so this looks like it was cgi'd yeah take what you will from it um i'm sorry if you were really looking forward to it and uh I, I tore it apart. I I'm sorry. I I really like Rami Malek. Fuck Brian Singer. The rest of the cast did, um, you know, about a seven of a job. You know, I, I'mdb. I gave this a six out of ten just because it felt like a waste of time when it came down to how long this shit was, and it just felt like it was like there at the very end, and they were just like we're going to continue to play extra songs cuz we know you love queen and that's why you came and you came to see queen and you've already sat through uh three of th- three m- decent sized performances and then another three making of the songs and inherently it wasn't all that interesting so it's like damn really fucked me really fucked me up <laughs> um yeah, I mean, there's a couple, one or two, like, memorable, I mean, just iconic scenes, seeing Freddie Mercury's uh, face in the reflection of his glasses and stuff like that. Um, but overall, it just didn't feel like anything special, and that's something we need to have at this time of year. Yeah, so um, check us out, rate, share, subscribe, Lucky Dog Podcast. You know what to do, another one bites the dust, another one there, and another one there, another one bites the dust. Um. We've released The Sinner Season 1. Sinner Season 2 is coming out soon. Venom 2018 has been dropped. Maniac on Netflix. You need definitely need to check that out. If you've seen uh, Money Heist on Netflix, we also have that podcast. Check out the Lil Wayne the of 5 album review if you like some music. Also, Succession available on HBO. We have that podcast. Just dropped the first two. Check us out. Rate us, share us, comment us. You know what to do. Lug a Dog Podcast. Thank you. And take it easy. Another one bites the dust. Mm, mm, mm. Another one bites the dust. Another one. Another one. Another one bites the. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Another one bites the. Mm. We are the We're all legends. Uh-huh.